Welcome to At Home with Kelly and Tiffany, where naturally-minded women gather together as we pursue simplicity and confidence in health alternatives so we can show up better in our busy lives and feel more at home in our bodies. Join your favorite home birth midwife duo for conversation, candor, and community. We're at home with Kelly and Tiffany. I'm Kelly. And I'm Tiffany. Here we are again. It's another Monday. I love Mondays. I think there's two types of people in the world. Those who enjoy a Monday, enjoy like the fresh start, and those who wish that it was the weekend still. I mean, you can love the weekend and love Monday. But, you know, sometimes people wake up and they're like, I don't want to be up on this Monday. I enjoy getting up on a Monday and being like, this is this is going to be my week. Brand new opportunity to try to do more than is humanly possible. And fail miserably. <laughs> but there's always next Monday. It's true. Yeah, I think that's the spirit of Monday. Truly. Like, I I massively missed the mark last week. But I am just hopelessly optimistic that I can try again. It's a new opportunity. Okay, Kelly, have you ever listened to just the first five minutes of an episode and then had to turn it off for whatever reason and never, ever, ever come back to it? <laughs> like podcast episode? Probably too many times to count. That's a thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so and I... it's not because I'm not interested in what it has to say or whatever, but it's just like, oh, I got to get back to this. And then it keeps taunting me or something on my podcast app that I just have come back to it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I believe that there are people out there who listen to our podcast accidentally only for the first couple minutes. So I want to be sure that if that is anyone who is listening now, that they know we have an awesome, awesome, awesome free training on postpartum hormone balancing. And if you're going to turn off this podcast and come back to it later, give yourself like 45 more seconds to be like, tell me more about this training. Yeah, we're going to talk about it more at the end of the episode, actually. So stick around. <laughs> but jump on our website so that you can collect all the information about this awesome class that we're doing because it's happening in four days. <sighs> four days. So if that's you, if you are the chronic turn the podcast off accidentally early you have not missed this information congratulations we are rewarding you in your inability to finish a task yeah you know uh you're right yeah no we're not we're we're just giving you some information so that you can make the best decisions you can for yourself and those that you love yeah, I'm going to put um, some information in this course. I'll just add it to some some place, some some of the module somewhere that talks about how to be better at finishing podcasts. That's on the top of my priority list. It'll get worked into the content somehow. Great. We have two reviews to read. Oh. I was just feeling like I could use a boost. Great. But actually, we got a good amount of beautiful wonderful kind mm. five-star reviews five star and so sometimes you gotta double up because we can't even buy some people drinks and we are itching to do it we are itching to buy a drink for anyone who leaves a nice review if we read it on the show 
we will literally buy you a drink. So you say, hey, I heard you read my nice five-star <laughs> review in the show. Now give me my drink. Now. This one is from Cave Girl. Oh. It is called Valuable Wisdom and Laughter. Oh. Do you think that she's like paleo? Is that Cave Girl? Maybe. That's where my brain goes. Okay. Or maybe she literally lives in a cave. Maybe she's a cave diver. Cave diver? Yeah. 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 She dives dives down into caves. Mm-hmm. And listens to great podcasts. I love this. I was going back there. So adventurous. Yep. Okay, this is what she says. It's a long one. Oh, I love them. I mm-hmm. love when you guys share a story in the review. It is so rich. Cave Girl says, okay, so here is my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Start now. Good. I already know these wonderful women, and I knew about this podcast for at least a year or more, and yet I didn't take time to listen which makes me feel horrible. You should. Perfect. <laughs> right where we want you, cave girl. I recently binged my way through every episode, and now I just feel stupid. <laughs> what? We're getting, getting better and better. <laughs> With my terribly painful period issues, I could have definitely benefited from all of this wisdom years ago, and it was right at my fingertips this whole time. This podcast has so many helpful ideas and information. I started implementing many of their suggestions, and I am so hopeful I will be able to change and heal my body. Kelly and Tiffany talk about things that we all should know, and somehow we don't even talk about with our closest female friends. When they speak, you can plainly see that they are on a mission to change the phenomena with the humor and love. I commend this for every woman. Love! Sandra. (laughs) Adventurous in her own ways, not a cave diver. She's not a cave diver, but I didn't want to ruin it for you. I I wanted you to imagine a cave diver while I was reading the words so that you could have a really adventurous experience. That was very sweet. Our friendy friend. She says, P.S. I want my drink in person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Heck yes. Yeah, Sandra, we will buy you a drink in person. 100%. And you can tell us the story behind cave girl we're gonna need to know okay so a lot of people find out we have a podcast and they want a little bit more information about that and i always feel so awkward like promoting work-related thing with friends with friends or like acquaintances or something so sometimes we'll be in a group and someone will be like well tiffany you have a podcast about blah 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 and i'm like cool you should listen to it if you like podcasts (laughs) but even though this is information that I think all women should have. It is not for all women. No, for <laughs> sure. I think that there's a specific type of woman that would feel comfortable, confident. Uh, and enjoy. And enjoy. Yeah, like actually soak in and enjoy the information. Right. So yes. I don't go around telling everyone like, hey, listen to my listen to my podcast where I demonize every yeah. single mainstream thing and then you'll think about me differently yep. every single time we hang out. But one one fun fact has come to light recently. Uh, the head pastor of our church, <laughs> <laughs> who is a man in his 50s, I'm pretty sure, with six grown children practically, mm-hmm. approached us recently and let us know that he too has been listening I don't blush easily, but he came up. And I mean, I've like known him for more than a decade. Like we're, we're, I know him, but like 
came up to me while I was getting coffee at church and was like, me, I was listening to your podcast. And immediately I'm like, I thought I was going to like just, you know, overflow the coffee and just let it keep pouring, you know, like in whatever, a show or something. And somebody else was there and she was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen you like actually blush. I just, for some reason, it just caught me so off guard. And my response was, oh, which one? (laughs) He was like, I was about menstrual irregularities. And I listened for a few minutes and was like, why am I listening to this? And I was like, I don't know. Why are you listening to it? But then I had to go back in my brain because I didn't know what kind of we start each, you know, as we were talking about earlier, like first five minutes of podcast, whatever, we usually start talking about something that's maybe not related to what we're actually going to talk about. So I was like, what did we talk about on that episode? Because I literally had this thought of he is listening to the story of your pubic hair filling up your your fabulous. I'm going to actually die. And it wasn't. It was about, oh, oh my God. It was about period underwear and our new recommendation, which, by the way, I took the recommendation and just had my first cycle with that period underwear. 10 out of 10 would recommend the period company underwear. Yay. I just took us on a roller coaster of emotions. Oh my gosh. We have yeah. so much information <laughs> in, in the intro. First five minutes. Oh, I'm so glad he didn't hear the pubic hair story. It flashed in my brain and I was like, I just have to go back and make sure. I mean, that's a good lesson for me, right? (laughs) Remember in the very beginning of our podcast when we were trying to figure out like how much information to share so that it's relevant and factual and true and entertaining and really entertaining. We used to say like, let's pretend like that pastor's wife is listening yes that will keep us on track like we're speaking to an older woman who would be happy to hear yes us talk about things in a certain way that we're like you know that we could keep it like entertaining and true but fun yet not irreverent in a certain way yes like not not make it raunchy yeah basically right but i need to think about who could accidentally stumble (laughs) onto the podcast information as i'm putting my pubic hair stories online on the internet and my husband had to dig my pubic hair out of the hair catcher that was good i if that came up in a social situation i would have a moment of embarrassment yeah but then I probably would pretty quickly be like, yeah, hasn't that ever happened to you? Yeah. Crazy, huh? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. So, okay, moving on. I feel yeah. good about that. Great. I feel great about that. The reason it came up, the reason I think I was talking to another elder, the reason that 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 he listened to our podcast is because somebody came to our church and said the reason that they were there is because they listen to our podcast and so i think it i think it got included in in a meeting somewhere where they were trying to like talk about what is this podcast about where do the people where do people come from where do the new people come from that's hilarious it's the podcast thank you oh my gosh what that's so good what joy it is good if you're local to san diego yeah we're in north county look up the field yeah amazing church kelly and i both go we love it there we would love to see you there other people listen to the podcast there too clearly you were among friends among friends okay i still still want to read one more okay this one's really really good five stars already on great 
truck. And the title is called Fun and Actionable. Okay. Ooh, I love that. And it's by Natalie H25. Okay. And okay, I know who she is. And this is what she says. Kelly. <laughs> That's it. That's the <laughs> entire <laughs> That's the entire review. Five drinks for Natalie H25. Thank you. Natalie, we're not voting on your <laughs> favorite host. That is not what this is for. But I appreciate the vote of confidence she has in me. Yeah. Just my name. Not even Kelly is great. Just it's Kelly. Just Kelly. Five stars, though. Five stars. Five stars for me. And the title's good. Fun and yeah. actionable Kelly. That's me. <laughs> Natalie, we will buy you a drink. We read your re- your nice review. We liked it. Kelly liked it especially. We really enjoyed it. I'm slightly offended. Um, We're going to get one from somebody else. Just says. Please. <laughs> please. Five stars. Let's see how many people. Oh, this is so bad. No, it's not. Is it pitting us against each other? We already do that to ourselves. <laughs> That's fine. If you want to put a five-star review and put Tiffany's name and a hundred of you do that, I will not be upset. A hundred five-star reviews for my lovely friend. I'll take it. And so will I. Something really cool happened in our practice a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yes, it did. Oh, what is it? (laughs) We opened up our appointment calendar to accept virtual consults. Yes, which means you don't have to live near us to get certain types of care from us. Yeah, you can get one-on-one virtual care where we can discuss and provide recommendations for tons of things. Preparing for pregnancy, issues that you're having in your pregnancy, issues that you're having with your period or just general health stuff. Making postpartum plans, birth plans, talking about all the stuff that we talk about on here. If you want one-on-one care, head to our website, beautifulandmidwifery.com, and click on the Work With Us tab, and you'll see all the options there. That would be fun to start to interact with people face-to-face that we are just talking at constantly. That feels like a lot of pressure. Got to, like, show up and be, like, Oh, pressure for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people. I think oh, we are the people. We will not be this fun in the visit. We will be a little bit more serious. And so we will you be will, healthcare providers. You'll be slightly like, why are you so serious? <laughs> why are you trying to only help me? Help me with this <laughs> limited amount of time that I've paid for. But no, we we love being able to provide this kind of care and talk about these topics. And I love that we get to help more people than just the people who live right here. Great. I love that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. The best way to recover in postpartum is not using nutrition. Spoiler. Yeah. So we're talking about nutrition today and that's one aspect of it but the biggest piece of postpartum recovery is for sure by and large rest yeah and if you want to see what those guidelines are that we give to our clients and that we urge all of our non-client postpartum women to follow you can jump onto our instagram it's one of our pinned posts that's how much we love it at the top of our feed and it gives our postpartum guidelines so that women can just be challenged in the concept of resting after they have their baby. Yeah, and how much um, thought and planning goes into 
kind of rest. Absolutely. As we jump into using nutrition to recover from birth, I have a cool audio recipe. I love a good auditory recipe. Okay. And this one, the main ingredient is collagen, which is good for so, so, so many things. Hair, skin, nails, gut health, joint health, your metabolism and blood sugar, heart health tissue repair yeah collagen's a big one especially postpartum for sure i mean it's good in all seasons but postpartum it does it's a heavy hitter so i've got a really great one to share with you guys today in fact i gave one to kelly she snuck one i didn't know she was going to be sharing this i needed you to i needed you to eat it mm-hmm. so that you could say it doesn't taste bad <laughs> no it was delicious it was just just sweet enough not too sweet felt hearty enough but not like you know like the crumbly like balls you know crumbly balls that fall apart yeah they're great okay so this one i'm calling one half collagen protein balls i bet i can guess why it's called one the one half is the part that is going to stick in your brain ladies sticking they're so good it's gonna be so sticky (laughs) sticky in your mouth and sticky in your brain Okay, so the one half collagen protein balls. We start with one half cup of collagen peptide, one half cup of nut butter. Are we following so far? I understand. Half cups of two items so far. Then we move down the volume to one half tablespoon Mm -hmm. of maple syrup or honey. And then we move down the volume one more time to one half teaspoon of vanilla extract. Easy. One half cup collagen, one half cup nut butter, one half tablespoon syrup or honey, one half teaspoon of vanilla. And you could throw a pinch of salt in there if you want to, but I actually forgot and you probably weren't thinking. You know what this could have used is a pinch of salt. I do love salt. I, I do, do love I a pinch do as of well. salt. But I think probably your nut, maybe your nut butter was salted or something. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. point. Yep. yep. Okay. So as you're, as you're mixing the collagen and the nut butter together, it should form like a crumbly-ish paste. Like not as, not as mushy as a like cookie dough mm-hmm. recipe or cookie dough, cookie dough, just cookie dough by itself. Cookie dough. It should not be that mushy. It's a little more crumbly than that. But that's the consistency that you're looking for, something that you can form into a ball. And if it seems like it's a little too crumbly, put a little bit more nut butter in it. And if it seems like it's too smooth and not going to hold shape, then put a little more collagen in it so you can kind of adjust the ratio that way. And then what I did is I rolled the balls in hemp seed. And so that just gives another good boost of anti-inflammatory and more protein and some good fat but you can do anything you can add chocolate chips you can roll it in coconut you can put raisins or nuts in it it's all all up to you how you want to dress it up but super easy extremely nutritious no baking involved and you just throw that in your freezer or your fridge and you can just munch on a really healthy snack whether you're postpartum or not yeah absolutely i feel like having stuff like that around too makes things so much easier when you have especially postpartum that you have something that you can just like grab super quickly especially when you start to feel that like hanger coming on because your blood sugar is doing a thing to have something super quick that you can grab that you're like this is good fat good protein 
all at once and then you can kind of like wrap your brain around what you want to make for food food always good to have that kind of stuff around yeah and kids love these little bally things too they love bally things bally things i mean there's a reason that balls are like a toy that children like they like balls yeah and one of their like first words usually ball Oh. Yeah, so feed this to your <laughs> feed this to your children also. <laughs> Great. Postpartum is different than any other type of recovery. Yeah, like you hurt something on your body or whatever. That's a different type of recovery than like actually everything that your body has been through for months and months and months. Yeah, so it's not in your postpartum recovery, it's not like recovering from a cold or it's not like recovering from some other kind of surgery or something else that would require recovery time. So if you have not done a postpartum before, you can't approach it the way that you would recover from other things because you're recovering from birth. You're recovering from loss of blood volume. Your body is detoxing. You're recovering in order to start producing milk. You have stress with new responsibilities. You have a lack of sleep. You have uh, a whole nother human to take care of that you don't even really know yet. And your hormones are regulating like, like crazy. So much so that when I share this fact with people, they lose their minds. 200% of the hormones that are circulating in your body before you give birth are in your placenta. Which is in so that so you lose that at the time of birth and it takes about three days for your body to like kind of bottom out hormonally which is where we get postpartum blues from very normal to have a few days after birth feel particularly sensitive and a little extra weepy and overwhelming yeah and it doesn't help that like that's really when like the sleep deprivation super kicks in you know there's so many pieces that just kind of build on each other there it can be a lot, uh-huh. a for sure, a lot. And when women are recovering postpartum, they're more prone to infection, either like internally because their bodies are run down, or externally because they're healing from a laceration. They're more prone to postpartum mood disorders. They're more prone to hormonal imbalances because there's so many shifts happening and. You know, as I as I explain how postpartum recovery is different, you can see those that are aware of how hormones function. You can see how there's so many pieces there that can make hormonal shifts feel really drastic. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of like the the talking points around postpartum end up being like, well, that's just how it is. You know, like just a yet another thing. It's kind of like how when somebody's periods suck super bad and people are like, yeah, periods, those just suck, you know? And there's so many ways that we can support that and support so that, yes, those things can be hard, but we can alleviate some of those physical, emotional stressors on the body. And obviously we're talking about nutrition today, but overall there's so much prep for what the baby's going to need, how to care for the baby, how to you know, everyone wants to come over and is like, well, what's helpful is I can hold the baby for you, right? Everything kind of centers around baby, but there's so much care that can be taken for moms that I just think maybe it's a lot of people don't know or or we're just missing the mark. We know it and we're just missing it or something. But as a culture, we're not great 
prioritizing taking care of moms postpartum. No, it's like it's kind of an uncomfortable space and it feels really private. And so it's not a place where where we're already really terrible at leaning in in people's private spaces. But that feels even more so like it's not a space to for other people to be in on. But it has to be. It has to be a space where support is invited and help is asked for because we in this country in the United States, we are dealing with extremely high postpartum mood disorder rates. One in five women are going to have some form of anxiety or depression after they have their baby that requires treatment. That's heavy. That's a huge percentage of women. And we know that there's a lot that goes into the concept of preventing postpartum depression. And I don't know what our statistics are necessarily. Like our clients don't completely escape postpartum mood disorders. They definitely, we definitely take care of plenty of women who, even with a lot of support and guidance and making plans and prioritizing postpartum recovery well, um, still have some issues, but it's not one in five. No, definitely not. And I think part of that is the, I mean, a huge part of that, I think, is the preparation and the, and the focus on it. Like we're not trying to, be like well if it comes up let us know right we're actively like this is a thing and let's try to do what we can in order to support you prevent those things and help you flourish amidst a season that just is not known for flourishing and thriving yeah Yeah. i feel like we're getting much better at talking about and normalizing postpartum mood disorder so i feel hopeful about that and i want women to make the connection that the part that can that can be helped besides just brain chemistry is the sense of overwhelm you can get help in your life so that you don't feel so overwhelmed the sleeplessness sometimes that feels like there actually isn't anything to be done about that but you can get help to strategize better on how that how you can get more sleep and then what we're going to talk about today is nutrient deficiency and that is something that probably women have the most control over in preventing complications from postpartum. Yeah, which I think kind of blows people's minds. I think they kind of assume like, oh, take a supplement or take a thing, right? But the actual deficiencies, and it's just so easy to get depleted in pregnancy and while you're breastfeeding, just in postpartum in general. And I mean, something as simple as like trace minerals or something, we've seen that change people's entire like constitution all of a sudden we're like oh you're actually here in the room with us because your your body has just been giving symptoms basically telling you like, something is not right i need i need something we need to be able to listen to that and give our bodies what we need yeah pregnancy and postpartum or pregnancy recovering from birth and breastfeeding i would say are physiologically which means occur naturally for a purpose, depleting seasons, mm-hmm. no matter how on top of the pieces you are nutritionally, they are just naturally depleting. You had to build an entire human, just your own body, where <laughs> had that had to come from somewhere, and then you lost tons of blood in a normal birth and postpartum you're you know shedding 50 percent of your blood volume and you're making milk 
like ounces and ounces of a substance that is going to nutritively sustain another human. So all this has to come from somewhere and fueling your body inside of these deficient states is the absolute minimum of what needs to happen for women to walk through postpartum and feel like they've got somewhat of a sense of yeah just being brought back together you know just like being held by something and I also I just recognize so much of like right even if you're just sitting on the couch all day nursing your baby your caloric output is so stinking high so you're already coming from this season of needing a lot to sustain you and your baby and now you're in a season where you actually need more and you're probably doing less and so I think a lot of you know the idea of just breastfeeding moms in general will get kind of ravenous right like they just hungry and it's the body being like because we're working really hard so what are you going to fuel me with (laughs) right and so being able to actually plan for those things I think that is probably one of the biggest deficiencies that moms have in early postpartum there are specific you know minerals and whatever but also just general caloric deficiency energy deficiency not giving themselves in postpartum yeah i would say if you're taking notes on this episode number one is eat more yes i don't care if you're whatever you're trying to whatever your goals are for supporting your body after birth and getting back your you know pre-pregnancy weight or whatever like you have to eat more calories you have to eat more calories so before you try to figure out what the best possible calorie could be just start with volume yeah because all of a sudden you've spent five hours getting your baby to latch and unlatch and you fell asleep and then you went to the bathroom and that took a little bit and maybe even took a shower which felt really luxurious and then you went back but now you're nursing again and 45 minutes later after that then you're realizing gosh i haven't eaten in like six hours right and so it really is about not only preparing for that but just recognizing you need you need more yeah and the ravenousness if you get to a point where you're so hungry that you are going to like lose it you waited way too long so Uh if that's happening on a regular basis even if you're not postpartum or you're not pregnant yes you're not eating enough yep some other common deficiencies are iron of course especially if you go into birth anemic and mineral deficiency is extremely pervasive, especially uh-huh. in our culture, because we're not eating mineral-rich foods. So how do minerals get into your body if you don't put them in there? Yeah, absolutely. And our soil is a hot mess also. And so just the general minerals that we would often get from some of those things just aren't as readily available. Yeah. In our own list of protocols that we share with our postpartum clients who are dealing with a little bit more anxiety or a little bit more depression or having trouble kind of negotiating some of those spaces because of mood, it's really common for us to discover that we have omega-3 deficiencies, folate deficiencies, vitamin B12, iron, calcium, uh, selenium, and zinc are all really common and associated with mood disorders in postpartum. So that's the very first thing we go to when we're talking with moms who are having a particularly difficult time with yeah. postpartum. Yeah. And 
like obviously we always are like the food version of these things are so important for your body to absorb whatever but granted postpartum you don't always have the ability to plan as thoughtfully or get all of these things in every way and so sometimes we're like yes of course you need to take a supplement for these things to support your system and the deficiencies then go right to it yeah and if you're pregnant in listening to this or you plan to have a future pregnancy and are just making mental note make it a point to go into your birth and spend a lot of your pregnancy being in surplus Uh of these things yeah i will say i went into my third pregnancy i wasn't anticipating getting pregnant and i went into my third pregnancy depleted in pretty much every way i was in midwifery school so already just (laughs) just kind of surviving and was working out way too much, not probably not eating enough. That was kind of my coping mechanism of my stress with school. And when I got pregnant, my iron love, like my, all of my blood work, I looked at it and I was like, as a soon to be licensed midwife, I was like, this is terrible. This is like a hot mess. I spent my entire pregnancy trying to work on those things and never even quite got there. It all was just not quite right throughout pregnancy and then into postpartum could absolutely feel that and it just took it took extra effort and all of that so certainly in your pregnancy if you have the ability to plan for said pregnancy all of these things really do matter and they do impact how you feel throughout your pregnancy but especially going into your postpartum it really it really is worthy to spend the time to assess what's going in your body and what your body is telling you it needs Yeah, and we're going to share some specific food ideas, and it will not surprise you that these are things that we have shared many times in lots of other spaces as we talk about nutrition. So I don't want anyone out there thinking that there's some secret to postpartum nutrition. More so, we're sharing on those nutritional concepts also apply and are also extremely important in this particular season for women. Yes. Let's jump into like Things, the the bare minimum of what women need nutritionally. The bare minimum. Well, I think that if we're looking at like actual foundational things, one of the first things is actually hydrating your system and getting enough fluid water intake into you because the blood loss, the recovery, all of the things, right? The milk production, that your organ systems, all of it need a solid amount of hydration lots and lots of it so if you are a postpartum person or you are someone who is around a postpartum person their cup needs to be full all the time literally and figuratively you will be the filler (laughs) of the cup imagine what that could feel like that you can fill someone's cup that's one of the things we do at postpartum visits before we go we make sure that moms have their cups full of water at their bedside and so that is that's a very very important part of recovery postpartum my favorite thing as you guys all know is protein and that goes for eating with tissue repair like perennial laceration the amino acids inside of protein is what does that but also internal repair and red meat is especially high in heme iron which is the type of iron that is most absorbable in the body especially if you've experienced recent blood loss and so that hits the top of my list is like just getting enough protein in yeah absolutely 
I'd also say too, as you're like assessing what the food options that you have to try, you know, it gets hard when you have a meal train or something and like everybody's just bringing you hearty lasagna every night or something. Whenever I bring a postpartum woman a meal, I'm thinking a lot about like anti-inflammatory options in that, what kind of sourcing I'm doing for the food, bringing her colorful foods, right? Not just like beige carbs. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? There's ease in that too, but uh, bringing that into her life because that's not always the easiest to just grab. And so um, kind of planning for that and then a focus on gut health. So fermented foods, bone broths, things like that, that you can really encourage some good healing. So much happens in the gut in all seasons of life, right? But in postpartum, how much it helps in the recovery system, uh, recovery process, but then also for mental health as well. Like so much of it starts in the gut. And so that's a huge help to be thinking about like fermenting some foods for a postpartum mom or doing that as part of your kind of meal prep. Yeah. Well, and you brought up bone broth, which I think is extremely valuable because some of the things that we want to keep in context with like optimal postpartum nutrition is having warm, well-cooked foods. Uh So soups and stews Uh and utilizing that mineral-rich bone broth and collagen and fat-rich bone broth in some of those dishes is going to be the absolute best. Yeah, for sure. I also am a huge fan of planning ahead and doing some freezer meal prep. Yeah. Whether that just looks like you doubling up on your own meals in the last month of pregnancy and stashing in the freezer, or you ask some other people to do that for you. It's a great way to ask for help without getting people in your space and business, right? You can even send them recipes and say, this is a part of what I'm, you know, trying to do to prepare for postpartum. And then you just have some good nutrient rich foods that are ready to go. Yeah. I went to a, a, baby shower i guess for a mom who was on her second or third baby i forget which one she was for but that was literally a a meal prep party where we like brought certain things to like somebody brought like a ton of chicken or a ton of this whatever and it just it turned into different meals that we were able to prep beforehand and it was super fun because we're all just chatting in the kitchen like we you know like kind of just hanging out with girlfriends but we're like oh we're actually like helping her prepare and by the time we were gone her freezer in the garage was like docked with really good hearty food but none of us spent more money than we would have if we went to a regular baby shower each of us just bringing our own little ingredients it was cool i love that it was like so meaningful too right it was was a sweet way to be like this is actually going to be impactful versus a cute onesie which is cute but like not going to impact your healing in any way right absolutely yeah i love that emphasis on like well, if we had a mom who felt like she was together and supported, that would probably trickle down to the baby being well taken care of also. Uh-huh. How about that? How about that? The other thing that we like to emphasize a lot in postpartum is just whole foods, just real whole foods in their most natural state and whole grains. So oats ends up getting incorporated into a lot of postpartum meals because it's a galactagogue, which means that it's naturally supportive of milk production and postpartum moms just feel good about doing things for their milk production yeah absolutely and that hits like so much right you can keep that warm you can add so you can hide so much in oat like it's it's just that's a great you know little little tip there keeping your back pocket 
Okay, so I want to I want to provide a sample meal plan that makes these concepts extremely simple. I like simple. I like simple too. Postpartum moms like simple. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say breakfast starts with some kind of fermented dairy. Which like or something. Yeah, it sounds freaky to say fermented anything, but there's so much cultured dairy that is actually not saying the sauerkraut like you can yes you can have cultured yogurt you can have kefir you can have cultured cottage cheese a dollop of cultured sour cream and these are things that you can make yourself or just buy at the store buy at a health food store yeah i will say i'm i'm still really working on my fermented item taste buds and palate but fermented dairy i'm thing. cultured dairy fermented dairy i can do it all yeah, and so having pairing that with some oats, mm-hmm. great you've got breakfast. you've got fat, you've got protein, you've got gut health, you've got whole grains, and then mm-hmm. second breakfast, of course, of course there is, which was already happening in pregnancy, so you will exactly. not miss a beat. No, and this would be a time for like eggs, avocado nuts and seeds or nut butters uh-huh. on toast or something like that yeah i recommend having just some good whole food nut and seed options like at the bedside yeah that you like, can grab quickly or grab a spoonful of quickly yes because you are going to need something that's within reach in between meal times uh-huh. okay yeah. and then lunch and dinners, mm-hmm. for me, those all kind of just blend together. Yeah. Right? I'm not big on, like, an actual lunch. Like, I eat lunch, but it's usually dinnery types of lunch. Agreed. Or it's like, like leftovers. Leftovers. Yeah. Or it's like a snacky charcuterie thing, mm-hmm. which works really well for postpartum. Yeah. But having bone broth soups and stews that are heavy with meat, that's something that you can make a large volume of and have it in smaller portions throughout you know, three or four days, you can enjoy a really hearty stew or soup. And you don't need to do a lot to make, like, you know, just throwing it in the crock pot and it'll basically do it for you. Makes it super easy. Yeah. Embrace that, ladies. Uh Please, please, please. And then another thing that I love to just have on hand for postpartum women is cut veggies and fruit. So just any assortment at all of something that has already been washed and trimmed and cut into a piece that can be poured into a bowl and just have raw veggies and fruit to just literally just pick up and munch on yeah yeah really important and then lastly collagen and prenatal supplements we're sneaking that collagen in there again because it's such a heavy hitter for sure but then i think it's easy for things like supplements to kind of fall off the wayside because maybe you're not down in your kitchen where you normally keep them and so Usually what we end up recommending to moms is like to put them next to your bedside or get one of those little, you know, uh, weekly pill things that maybe your grandma once used. But setting that right next to your bed so that you're actually taking the things so you can stay on track with that. Yeah. And we want women to continue the same supplements that they were taking prenatally Uh for the most part. Sometimes supplementation can feel really confusing. And maybe you don't know what we recommend prenatally. So you don't know that you need to keep taking them. But we have solved that problem for our listeners. We are problem solvers and such givers. We actually have a surprise, surprise, a freebie for you. 
that is specific for supplements for the postpartum period. And so that is in the show notes. You'll get five of our most commonly recommended supplements in there and also four other kind of consider these if in these situations to kind of have on hand. It is a really helpful little uh, tool for your toolkit in your preparation for your postpartum season. Yeah. And we cover all the things from physical recovery to mood support. We tell you exactly how much to take, why you would consider taking that and where to get a good quality supplement. So we know you ladies will eat that up. Mm -hmm. Eat it up. Literally. Yeah, like just shove it in your mouth and (laughs) swallow it. Yum. You know, we did we did say at the beginning of this episode some 40 minutes ago that that there was going to be some information about a postpartum hormone master class that we have coming up. Yeah, we just last minute decided Uh there was a lot of information that we wanted to share on this topic. And we got a ton of questions from women who have been through our hormone reset program that they want information specific to postpartum. And so we thought easy. Let's just make a class for it. So this is a free class. It was on Friday, March 17th, four days from now. If you're listening on a Monday, yeah, which I would say about 50% of our listeners listen on a Monday. Good job, you Monday go-getters. And it is for every single mom. It doesn't have to be somebody who's in a postpartum, but someone who just is not feeling quite herself after birth, no matter how long that has been. Mm-hmm. I say I'm in perpetual postpartum. I'm in a twelve. I'm in a twelve month postpartum season. Yeah, it, it, twelve years. It's sorry, a, <laughs> it's a it's a uh, it's a thing for sure. I don't know when exactly you'd say you're not in postpartum. Meaning, this class is for you. Yeah, so please join us. We're gonna have a lot of fun. It'll be a cool chance to connect too, because it'll be like video and targeted information and yeah got action guides and fun stuff like that for you guys specifically we're going to go over normal and abnormal hormonal shifts in the postpartum time and how to know when you need more help uh-huh. and we're going to talk about the five postpartum what we call like sneak attacks things that can come up in postpartum that are actually kind of common but can take you off guard if you don't know what they are to help with hormonal balance and then we go through Three of the most important things that new moms can do to be proactive and prevent fluctuations so that you're not in a season of vulnerability, that you can kind of get some tools on board to plan ahead on. And we're going to learn how to use natural tools for postpartum hormone balancing, like herbs and supplements, homeopathy, that are safe for breastfeeding. So we get Mm -hmm. safety on breastfeeding you know things for natural supplements all the time and so we're going to share all of these that are safe for breastfeeding and then women who attend this master class are going to leave with a personalized postpartum action plan for hormonal regulation which of course you guys know hormonal regulation just sweeps across every single system in the body so when we're regulating and balancing our hormones no matter what season of motherhood we're in we are doing that for whole body holistic health yeah i just love that postpartum can sometimes feel like it's just like that season just happening to you but this what we want you to leave with is like here's how you can step into your control over some of these pieces we can't tell you how your postpartum is going to go how your baby's going to be the issues that will come up but we can equip you 
to enter into that season or be in that season where you're kind of confused and left somewhat in the dark that you actually can exert a lot of change into your system and into your life. And that's just really empowering. Like I wish I had something like this before I had my first baby, just how different I think things would have really felt. And so, yeah, we want that. We want that for you. And if you're hearing this and it is really far past Friday, March 17th <laughs> of 2023, know that if you are on our email list, you will always get up to date information about these kinds of things and have the opportunity to jump on them. And so if this is something that you would have been interested in, if you heard it in yes. time, just jump on our list. You know that we're going to share these things with everybody who's in email and you can find that in the show notes. You can find the sign up for our postpartum hormone class in the in the show notes. And you can find our supplements for postpartum freebie in the show notes. Dude, these show notes. The They're show real. notes are a treasure trove. They're pulling their weight this week. Got a lot going. So we hope that we get to see you guys there on Friday. And if not, we, we hope that we'll see you back here on Monday to talk about something else completely unrelated. We will catch you next week. Bye.